all started when I was working at Canada's Wonderland. It's like a big theme park in Canada. And I was working and I had my hair up in a ponytail. A little boy came to me and he was actually deaf too. And he was wearing hair nape. And he pokes me. He's like, hey, Mitch. And I'm like, oh, are you lost? And he's like, no, I just wanted to say I am deaf too. And his mom came and started like not crying, but like she was so emotional because she said, I never met someone who was so comfortable showing up to him like you. Many people want to navigate life with peace and joy, but struggle to connect to their intuition. They find themselves overwhelmed, burned out, and frustrated. My name is Francesca Phillips, and I'm obsessed with spirituality and psychology and how the two can intersect to help you live a successful and intuitive life. I believe each of us can accomplish amazing things through balance and healthy habits instead of burnout. Consider this your go-to resource for where spiritual wellness and mindful productivity meets practical wisdom. If you're craving positivity and want to know how to find the answers within, instead of searching endlessly without, then you're in the right place. Get ready to feel supported and inspired. This is the Good Space Podcast. You're listening to the Good Space Podcast, episode number 56. How hashtag deaf boss queen Kalina is helping her community thrive. Before we dive in, I want to give my warm appreciation to our reviewer of the week, Sarah Jillian Schroeder, and they say, Great for those seeking to enhance their spiritual knowledge and understand the awareness of self. Sarah Jillian Schroeder, thank you for your review and for those concise and perfect words. We really do want to help with spiritual knowledge and understanding the awareness of self. And I'm so grateful that that's what you're getting out of the show. And I hope that we can continue to deliver that for you and that you keep shining bright. And thank you so much for being a part of the Good Space community. If you want to be highlighted in an upcoming episode and help further the mission of The Good Space, make sure to subscribe and give us a review on Apple Podcasts so I can then highlight your review in an upcoming episode. It only takes a minute. You can pause the episode and come right back. Make sure to screenshot this episode on your phone and tag us on your Instagram story at findyourgoodspace, hashtag thegoodspace, to let me know that you're joining in today, as you know that I love to share those screenshots on our stories too. Welcome to the Good Space Podcast. And today I am inviting such a special guest, Kalina, who is a young entrepreneur who loves to help people with their personal growth and educate others about the deaf community. Little do people know, Kalina is actually a hard of hearing person. She became deaf at the age of four, recently graduated with a psychology degree, and is now starting her own online coaching business while finishing working on her book. She coaches people in the deaf community or parents with children who are deaf to help them navigate what it's like to be a part of that community. So Kalina, welcome. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm super excited to be here. I am so excited you're here too. And just to give a little context to our listeners, you and I met on Clubhouse and I remember you shared something that was just so powerful and me thinking I have to have her on the show. So I'm really excited that we got to connect on that platform. Are you on there regularly or? I was on there regularly, but however, because it's in jam time for me, so I had to kind of take some break from Clubhouse. But I'm going to definitely be on the regular like I used to be. So, yeah. That's so exciting. I love the diversity of voices on there and how we get to meet people we wouldn't have otherwise. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you decided to do what you're doing? So honestly, the re- it's such a cute story. It all started when I was working at Canada's Wonderland. It's like a big theme park in Canada. 
and I was working and I had my hair up in a ponytail. A little boy came to me and he was actually deaf too and he was wearing hair neck. And he pops me, he's like, hey, Mitch. And I'm like, oh, are you lost? And he's like, no, I just wanted to say I am deaf too. And his mom came and started like, not crying, but like, she was so emotional because she said, I never met someone who was so comfortable showing up to him. And like you, you're wearing a ponytail. A lot of girls, girls especially, wear their hair down and cover their hair nails. And I said, oh my goodness, really? And she's like, you're probably the first one of my son ever came across you. I'm like, what? So right there, I knew I wanted to make a change. And the mom said to me, you're going to make a change by that little thing you just did for my son. And right there, I knew I wanted to take it off and actually help others who are in need and those who, especially parents too, to help them more. Just because my mom, she was a young mom, she had no support, she had no idea what to do. And so it was, I think because of my mom experience as well and being able to work and meet that little boy. So that's why it all started. I can't imagine how special that moment must have been. And even just how hard it probably was for your mom as well. My heart goes out to her, um, you know, not having that support. And so what a wonderful thing that you are going to be that support now to people. And I want to point out how powerful that is too, that you were not afraid to show your hearing aid. You had your hair up in a ponytail. And I'm just thinking what a powerful statement and what a testament as well to um, normalizing because what there's nothing wrong with showing your hearing aid and you allowed someone else to see this is okay. And this is, you know, normal. And I can, I cannot feel embarrassed or ashamed or whatever it might be. And so that's a really powerful example of how your example can really affect people's lives. So thank you for sharing that. My pleasure. It's really, it's really tough in the beginning, you know, but again, over time you realize a lot that um, when you realize that enough is enough, you want to make a change. So that was my mindset when I was growing up. It's almost like you had enough and you're just going to love yourself as you are and accept you, yourself as you are. And when that happens, other people feel they can do the same thing. Exactly. Exactly. Can you share with us how you became deaf when you were four? Yes. Um, I started, I had an infection and uh, my family doctor prescribed me an eardrop. And I went to daycare and they prescribed me the wrong, um, not prescribing the wrong one, but they basically did not follow instruction. So either one, A, they put too much eardrop, two, or they probably put the wrong timing for my eardrop. And that day I went home and I became deaf that one day. And my mom literally like called me so many times in front of the TV. I could not hear my I was four. I didn't know what to say or do. And uh, my mom taught me my children. I literally jumped. Like when I tell you guys jump, I jump. And my mom said, Are you not hearing me? And I said, No, I can't hear. So luckily, my grandmother is actually a nurse. And so she called my grandma and said, hey, mom, like, uh, Kalina's not listening. Like, I don't know what to do. So my grandma freaked out. She tried it. And it's funny. My grandma tried talking through the phone. I couldn't hear. And my grandma said, this is so scary. What the heck happened at the daycare? And um, that the next day, so my grandma came home, rushing home to see what was going on. So my grandma said, I think she does. And so the next day, I went to my family doctor. They said it was too late. I lost my ear. That's just unreal. I didn't know 
something like that could happen, not being careful enough with that kind of medication. That must have been so scary for you and for your family. Um, how was that adjustment for you once you knew that, okay, that's it? Um, I mean, I was four, so I had no idea what was happening. I feel like I feel like my mom and my grandma had to sit down with me when I was so young and say, it's okay, but we're going to get through this. And I pretty, I think the next couple of days, it was probably like two days after my family doctor said that, I went to see an audiologist and they were really wrong with me. They sat down with me, they explained what was happening to me. And then I cried, obviously, because it's a whole new voice I was hearing versus my hearing. My normal wife, so I felt like I was hearing too many voices all at one time. I was not comfortable. And it was really, I was confused. I really was confused for a second. I was like, what is this in my ears? I was throwing the garbage. <laughs> I would do crazy things. And my, oh my God, it was so funny. And um, it was really, it was really tough, especially my family, who, especially myself, the first deaf person in the family. So, like, people literally consider me the special girl in the family because, you know, the first person who's deaf, like, wow, what can we, you know? Um, so, that was like really two changes for my family. Wow. Yeah, that definitely would be a big, a big change. But it seems like you've embraced, you know, everything and, and are doing, obviously, doing so many amazing things, which is so cool. So when someone does recently lose their hearing or a parent comes to you with their child, what do you often recommend first or what's the best way to support? The best way to support someone is actually uh, understand the story behind it before working with them because that's very important. Um, and the second thing I would always recommend them is what are strategies are you using at home? What are things you are doing outside of home? Like, for example, school, are they in extra particular activities or um, what are going on in the environment that they are in? And I feel that's really important because like being a deaf person, you have to make sure that the environment that they are in is very, very um, supportive because it's, without it, we're not going to get through it. So I always ask them that. Um, and I ask them a couple of questions. Um, what are they looking for? Um, what type of support they want? And some of them may say, I just need more information on the deaf school or more information on the community in the deaf community or even have access to the deaf school and the district school board. I have helped a lot of parents so far with that. But and also too, I offer them um, coaching online that I have if they were interested in it. A lot of them, you know, the majority of them will think about it. They'll get back to me, but they would definitely recommend me to their child when they try to get older because that's really, very important for them to express themselves and not be afraid. That's really important point that you mentioned being able to express yourself and i can imagine that would be a really scary or unknown thing so how do you get them kids or even adults or whoever you're coaching how do you get them to start feeling comfortable expressing themselves i always look into this but i always tell them look at what you're grateful for you know, yes, our hearing is super big because it's communication. It's what we talk at sometimes. And I always concur them and talk to them about, one, their path 
how can we improve from the past? How we can move on from the past? A lot of times, especially myself, sometimes we get so stuck on our past, especially being bullied. And that's a big thing in the deaf community. Bully is something that we have to break. And it's very hard. And um, so I sit down with them and I said, what can we do to prevent it happening to you again, moving forward? What can we do to improve the communication? Maybe um, watching more um, more related TV shows like The Deaf Show or um, anything that has to do with the deaf community, encouraging them to come out of the show. So I feel like that is the, the, the hardest thing that the deaf person can do is to come out the deaf community and be interaction with the hearing community because that is something that's really hard, especially myself. So I can totally relate to that. Um, another thing I also do is make them scream. Make them scream, whatever's on their mind. Make them scream, shout, whatever they have to talk about. And um, But for me, I always encourage them to talk about the past so that way they can move on from that. And I feel like that because the cycle is going to be ongoing, ongoing, ongoing if you don't break it. So that's something I do. So neat. I can tell the psychology aspects are being put into play. So I love that. I have a psychology degree as well. And so like some things you say, I'm like, oh, yeah, totally. I get that. That's really neat. And I think it's beautiful because communication and just expression, it can happen in so many different ways. You know, it happens through body language, through energy, through art, like what you write, what you paint. Um, And so I think it's very special that in a way, and granted, I don't want to like assume this, but I feel like when you lose certain senses that it almost like allows you to focus on like other ways and, and strengthen those other ways of communication. And I think that's so interesting. I don't know if that's right or not, but I love your positive spin and your proactive forward thinking spin on things. Cause a lot of people could easily wallow in the past or the pain or whatever, but you taking the approach of how can we use this to funnel the future, to move forward, to do things differently. And I think that's extremely important. Do you struggle with time management and feel overwhelmed by everything you have to get done? And have you tried sticking to a regular schedule but get pulled every which way by shiny objects and demands from others? If you want to simplify your life and get better at being decisive, finally getting productivity down in your life, then this message is for you. I have released a new book called How to Not Lose Your Shit, The Ultimate Productivity Guide for Entrepreneurs. This book gives all the methods that I have taught my private clients, my followers for many years on how to see results in your business and to get more peace in your life. I've had so many entrepreneurs say how overwhelmed they feel and drained and burned out. And so I teach them a framework and different techniques that help them to take back their peace and to start loving running their business again and to start feeling human again. If any of this sounds like you and any of it sounds good to you, then make sure you buy this book now. It is workbook style, so it's a roadmap and it gives you a link as well to a download that you can easily print and use as you're implementing everything in the book. And it's very short. It's probably like, 60 to 70 pages. So it's very short because I only wanted to give you information that was actually useful to you. And I throw in a few stories as well from people that I've worked with. So a lot of good things in there. 
make sure you buy it now if this sounds like something you need and if you have any questions feel free to direct message me or email me and i hope it helps what are some common misconceptions people have about a deaf person or the deaf community as a whole oh that's a really good question I would say a lot of time people always assume that, you know, if you see a deaf person, they do sign language. That's not true. Not every deaf person do sign language. For, for example, myself, I don't do sign language. And I only did sign language when I went to a deaf school when I was young. But because my family was so focused on trying to help me build my self-esteem and stuff like that, they, wouldn't, they didn't get the chance to study sign language with me when I was growing up. So I had to Stop learning sign language when I got older. And the second thing is don't overthink too much. I know it's a lot of people sometimes <laughs> to overthink too much, but you know, I appreciate the effort. I really do. But sometimes I will tell people, okay, it's okay, it's okay. So that's one simple question, like, how can we help you? That's it. If they said no more, like, it's okay. If they told you what you have to know, and that's it. Um, <laughs> another thing I noticed that a lot of times people what they do is when they find out someone that's deaf, they get so surprised in a negative way, but not a positive way. So I know I know a lot of deaf community feel uncomfortable. That's why a lot of them feel uncomfortable going to the hearing community because they're so used to again, it's the past, bullying and um, you know, picking on each other. The hearing community don't wanna advocate for them. So that's why it's very hard for them to step out the shop through the hearing realm. So that's another thing. And um, I would say that it's very hard to, as another one, I know, I know a lot of hearing persons probably going to say, oh my God, what? So don't say I am sorry too much when when you can't um, communicate them, communicate with them well. I always recommend them say, I am unaware, how can I help you? Instead of saying, I am so sorry, like how can I help you, right? So I feel like people need to be really mindful especially hearing community, what type of words you are using to communicate with them, right? And the deaf community are very, very sensitive community. So sometimes we carry a lot with ourselves. So yeah, that, that's definitely the thing I would say. There's more, but I just kind of keep it short. <laughs> so helpful. That's so helpful. I'm, I'm actually shocked that when people who aren't deaf speak to someone who is, they give a negative reaction. Do you mean that they don't know how to handle themselves and so they just kind of ignore the person or like what typically happens? Usually what happens is they are nervous so the anxiety gets into the way sometimes. A lot of times people will be like, oh, but the deaf community don't come propose to us or they kind of ignore us. So I said it's not ignore, it's not ignoring you guys it's more of indicted the nervousness like for me like oh my god i was i honestly truly i get super nervous talking to a hearing community i really did and people be like but how do you feel confident speaking to it and that's a role because i went to a deaf school and i went to a hearing school so i would balance in both schools so thank god for my family for putting me in both schools to learn how to communicate with both community a lot of time too because also too some people are more comfortable growing up in a deaf school where they didn't able to have the experience in the hearing school. So that is another reason why they get really um, nervous around the hearing world. And that's why sometimes they're so nervous about the negativity and um, and negative comments, especially on social media. Now social media is getting really big. So it's really hard sometimes that it's 
it's it just happened. So social media is something that a lot of times people look up into. So I feel like that's where the negativity and the nervous just come down because in social media, especially the norm, kind of labelize us the community has like ignorant and like people that don't want to work with us or anything like that. So that's why. Wow. That's, yeah, that's, I didn't realize that was going on, but hopefully anyone listening now can feel a little more comfortable knowing that it's okay. Like we can start conversations. And I was telling uh, Kalina before we started recording that I had a friend in um, my soccer team who was deaf. And so I learned just the alphabet because she could use American sign language. And I was the only person on the team that could communicate things to her. And so like, I definitely have had really good experiences with, with that community. And so um, I just love that. Yeah. We can open the door a little bit more and let people in on what the experience is actually like. And I'm so grateful that you're sharing your experience and like how you teach and, and coach other people. It's really wonderful. So what are some ways that we could break the ice a little more? Like me as someone on the hearing side of things or yeah, like anyone listening who's like, Ooh, maybe I have a neighbor or a relative or a friend. What are some ways that we can break the ice more? I would say don't overthink too much. That's number one. To the communication, find out what they, they how they communicate. If you can, learn sign, sign language, learn the basic sign language if you can. I'm learning the basic myself too. Talk really slow. Remember that deaf community, read lips. To read lips. So make sure you're not covering your lips too much because we will not hear the full sentence. The third thing is I would encourage the deaf person to come out to the hearing community if you can. It, even if it's like sports or even socializing with friends, even if you've seen like a show or if you know some of the blogger, show them, encourage them like, hey, look at this, you know, interact with them with that. But yeah, with the, the my, my main one is definitely try and encourage them in the hearing community. I try to do that with myself, with my client. So yeah. That's great. What are some books that you're reading right now? Some books. I read a lot of books. So right now I'm reading a book called Drive Motivation, Africa Who the Buy. But the book I just finished was actually a real estate um, book because I, I want to start into real estate and actually want to help the deaf community to get into real estate as well. So that'd be really cool. Yeah. Great. That's awesome. If someone listening right now could walk away with one thing today, what message would you want them to walk away with? I would say the one message I want everybody to walk away from listening to this podcast is you just never know who is listening to your voice. Your voice matters because there are people who are deaf don't have a voice. A lot of them completely deaf, they're mute, they only do sign language. So I always encourage people to be grateful for your voice. It's great. And Kalina, you, I just have to tell people that are listening. I mean, we'll eventually post this video, but you're just so like cool and calm and like your energy is just so lovely. And I really appreciate you spending this time with us. Um, Can you let us know where, or not us, but people listening where they can find you if they want to connect with you? Yeah, definitely. Everybody can find me on my Instagram, Boss, and my Twitter, Cutie Kalina. And my website, kalinaempowerment.com. And my LinkedIn is Kalina Powell. And yeah, so that is the fourth door you guys can find me on. 
Perfect. And we will make sure to link all of those in the show notes. So it's really easy for them to hop over and follow or reach out. So otherwise, thank you so much, Kalina. Hopefully we'll have you on again or collaborate in another way. I would love to do that. Yeah, Michelle, I would love to hop on and talk about my book, Tadwa, because I know everybody's probably going crazy with my book. My book is a poetry mixed with biography. So it's about my deaf experience in the hand community. So which is to be really cool. Ooh, that sounds fantastic. Do you have a launch date for it or a release date? Right now, I'm just trying to find someone published in Canada because I am not located in the States. So it's kind of difficult to find someone in Canada. So I'm plus because of COVID. So it's really, I heard it's a lot of delay in Canada. So it's different from the States. So I'm really trying to get my book going. Let's put the feelers out. If anyone listening has any connections or seeds that we can plant for Kalina, make sure you reach out and then I will think of my network as well. So yay, that's so exciting. Thank you. All righty. Talk to you soon. Now it's time for an affirmation. I celebrate and have reverence for all life and keep my energy open to receiving abundance in many forms. If you found today's tips inspiring or thought-provoking, share it right now on social media and make sure to tag me at Francesca A. Phillips or at Find Your Good Space and also weigh in in the comment section at findyourgoodspace.com. You can find links in the show notes. And if you have a spiritual or mindfulness problem that you want me to unpack on an upcoming The Good Space episode or an awesome manifesting story you want to share, give my podcast phone line a ring right now at 917-719-0867. Also, don't forget to download my free morning routine guide. It's what helps me reduce my anxiety, increase productivity, and so much more. The link to everything I mentioned is in the show notes. See you soon.